We know that there have been a number of fires around the Northern Territory in recent days and weeks, some massive fires, in fact, in recent weeks. it's uh, It's been a tough juggle, you'd have to say, for our fireys as well as Bushfires NT and all of our volunteers. But joining me in the studio is the Acting Chief Fire Officer, Joshua Fisher. Good morning to you, Josh. Good morning, Katie. Now, Josh, I know that there um, earlier this week it was more central Australia that we were concerned about. How are things tracking there? Yeah, so Bushfires NT, uh, working with Lando, owners, volunteers and, and the Northern Territory Fire and Rescue Service supporting them. Uh, there's a number of wildfires that are burning right across Alice Springs and, and right across uh, the Central Desert region. So uh, fairly busy time for pastoralists, um, for Bushfires NT volunteers and the NTFRS. Uh, the majority of those fires uh, did start as a result of some lightning strikes. There were some dry lightning storms uh, earlier in the week uh, as well as a number of fires that at this point in time have been considered uh, suspiciously lit. Um, so a real busy operational period for firefighters and landowners in in, uh, Central Australia. Now, then in Tennant Creek and all the Barclay region, I believe, we've got a fire ban in place today, don't we? Yeah, that's correct. So we've got another fire ban in place for the Barclay North. Um, So there's extreme fire danger predicted for that area. Um, Obviously, we've seen a number of fire bans in the Barclay North this year with respect to the fuel loads that are there. But uh, today, it's been driven by the the wind strength again, predominantly, is driving the increased fire danger there. uh, obviously, there's still a number of fires that are burning across the Barclay region and, and also up in, into the Carpentaria region. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're, we're still, uh, whilst we've sort of migrated uh, mostly out of the top end fire season, we've still got a, a little bit of risk in uh, around Catherine and all the way down into uh, into the Central Desert region. Talk us through some of those, you know, like some of what you have dealt with throughout, uh, throughout the season because it feels like it's been much busier than what it's been in previous years. I don't know if that is the case, but it certainly feels that way. Yeah, look, what we've faced this year, um, you know, we, we have seen an increase uh, in the occurrences of suspicious fires this year, and particularly uh, this year to date, right across the Northern Territory, we've responded to over 3,300 bushfires, wow. 1,500 of those occurring in the Greater Darwin region alone. Um, so that's, you know, down into Bachelor, uh, right up into Darwin uh, and around the rural area. So 1,500 of those uh, in that area and, and the remainder predominantly around Alice Springs uh, and then out in the in the Barclay as well. So uh, really busy time and, and you know a key message for Alice Springs at the moment we understand that it, there's some significant smoke uh, that is impacting the Alice Springs township and so some of that air quality uh, is at poor or below so we do encourage people with respiratory conditions or illnesses to avoid any outdoor physical activity if they are developing symptoms like a cough or a shortness of breath. Uh, when indoors close the windows and doors until that air quality uh, does improve. Uh, and, you know, if you do have any respiratory illness, to follow the treatment plan recommended by your doctor. And if you are concerned, uh, you know, or you are developing any symptoms, call the nurse on call on 1300 606024 or see your doctor. Um, Josh, just on the volume of fires, so 3,300, 1,500 of those here in the top end, how does that compare to previous years? Yeah, it is an increase. Um, sort of on average, you know, we haven't, we're not at the end of the year yet. We're, we're you know, right in the middle of the, mm. the Central Australian fire season, uh, we can have anywhere from sort of two and a half to, to three thousand fires. So there is an increase, um, but overall, uh, for the Northern Territory Fire and Rescue Service, we're, we're just over nine thousand incidents in total that we've responded to. So that's over two thousand road crash rescues, uh, over two and a half thousand automatic fire alarms, over three hundred structure fires. Uh, not all of those involving homes, but uh, buildings that might have been impacted or a small fire that hasn't yep. spread beyond where the area of origin was. Um, so 
so a, a significantly busy period for us. Yeah, it's been a lot. Hey, um, and then when you look at uh, what those additional fires are attributed to, now I know a lot of them are, you know, natural or, or um, may happen from lightning strikes and things like that and the weather conditions, but you did say there's been an increase in those that have been deliberately lit as well. Has that attributed to that increase? Yeah, that's sort of the trend that we're seeing uh, and, and obviously that uh, resulted in the, the joint operation that we have with police and bushfires NT specifically targeting uh, bushfire arson in the Greater Darwin region uh, and we have extended that down into the Barclay and into Alice Springs where we've got uh, today fire investigators travelling to, to Central Australia to assist bushfires NT with determining cause uh, of fires uh, as, as we're uh, moving into their busy period. Now um, before I let you go this morning I, there has been quite a bit of talk since the Cabinet reshuffle about the separation of police and uh, separating away from fire and emergency services. For you from an operational perspective, I mean as our acting Chief Fire Officer at this point in time, what would it mean operationally? Uh, look, uh, at a high level this is a really exciting opportunity for both the Northern Territory Fire and Rescue Service and also the Northern Territory Emergency Service as we uh, move through uh, the changes that have been proposed but in terms of our operational service delivery there's no impacts to what we're doing uh, day to day. You know, we're continuing to work with our police colleagues, uh, other emergency service organisations and our government stakeholders uh, to ensure a, a smooth transition and to maintain that effective emergency response capability. So it, it really is business as usual at this time as we uh, work with government to, to understand and, and effect, make effect those changes. Are there sort of shared facilities and shared training areas and things like that that may be impacted? Yeah, look, we, we've been a tri-service for you know, since the 80s and uh, you know, that's a long time. So we do have, you know, if we look at Humpty Doo, um, that's a shared police station and, and fire service. Uh, if we look in other areas around the NT, there's shared facilities with police and emergency services. We've got the Peter McCauley Centre. We've got the Joint Emergency Services Communication Centre. So at this point in time, it really is business as usual. Uh, we're continuing to deliver the same services that we did uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, but we'll work with, uh, you know, the Commissioner of Police. Uh, we'll work with government uh, to, to make the changes that are necessary. But look, I, I see where we're at is we'll continue to sort of have, um, you know, service level agreements where we'll continue to share these facilities for this time as yep. we as we uh, make the changes in the months and in year ahead. Well, Acting Chief Fire Officer Josh Fisher, we better leave it there for this morning. Thank you as always for your time. Thanks, Katie.